0: You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. Hello, welcome to Pointing Pointers. I'm Ben Atkins. This is episode seven, and Sam Davies Thomas is alongside me as ever.
1: Sam, how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Ben. Uh, we're completely different shades of colour, aren't we? You're, you look actually. You need to go and put a bit of foundation on. You. You're looking a bit pale. You've had a so much sun recently, or? You need a holiday. Mm. Need.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the lighting of the room. Um, oh, it's that, I it's that it. light you've got behind you, isn't it? I, I haven't got it quite Oh, the the um, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Sam, this runs the risk of being a slightly boring episode off the back of um, of having Nick look on the last one, uh, but we have got in real terms plenty to get stuck into. A lot of racing a lot of
1: discussion points and i can sense that you are revved i've revved. lots of racing been going on since we last spoke um it's been a struggle to keep up with it uh but we'll get in there and i'm sure um everyone's been having a good couple of weeks
0: uh what do you mean what do you mean everyone's been having a good couple of weeks well
1: go racing mate what do you think
0: well, just that just sounded a bit token. Just sounded like a throwaway cliche comment. Like you were perhaps reading something else on your screen and related to the podcast. That was all.
1: <laughs> right. Sorry, I'll close out. I best concentrate. Uh, I know you that, so that well. Bloody that hinge is always getting the better of me. You know.
0: <laughs> one so, day. Uh, <laughs> one day, Rodney. Um, so, um, firstly. Um, I think we should touch on some stuff away from the racing. Then we'll get stuck into the racing. Then we're going to speak to Christy Furness, um, who we've not had on this show before. We've got voice notes from all and sundry all over the country, Sam. But um, the sales ring first. Uh, what's ha- been happening out there?
1: Yeah, so so we had the sales last week. Um wasn't a, wasn't a massive um, entry, but obviously the uh, hill horse that won it um, down south, he, he went, but didn't, unfortunately didn't make his reserve. So he'll be staying in training with Alan and Lorne Hill for Jake Exelby. Um So he'll be excited to see how he goes on. Mm. Yeah, totally. Well, he, he, yeah, I was almost kind of surprised by that because he. Um, well, I don't know
0: what they paid for him, obviously, but and it, it depends what you're in the game for, I suppose. But uh, yeah, and no, I thought I thought it was fairly strong money for for a British pointer um, uh, if you take that as an average. Um, but uh, but yeah. you know, you you. you you decide what you you walk
1: away at. And if it doesn't meet that, then they crack on. say so yeah, maybe, maybe on they them. didn't have much, many intentions to actually sell him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, they said, oh, well, if we get this, we'll sell him. If not, we'll keep them going. So it uh, looks like that's what they've done. And, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. All power to them, I suppose. Uh, so since the last pod, uh, we've been, um, winding each other up, something chronic, uh, on the old blower. And, um, I I'd seem to remember that Kim Kim Bailey's had wound you up a as he's done?
1: He actually wound me up today, uh, on Nick Luck's oh good friend of the pod, Nick Luck, if you've heard of him. I don't know if you've met him. Um <laughs> right, he was talking he was talking today on Nick Luck's podcast about some of his horses for the festival and he said, you know, he's he decided to run in the ultimate which is a handicap um obviously instead of the national Hunt chase which is for amateurs and his reasoning behind it was that he wouldn't be able to find a good enough irish jockey to ride his horses and to me Mm. as an english trainer um he probably you know i hope he does listen to this podcast but i doubt he will um but if someone does please tell him my thoughts but i think absolutely kim Absolutely ridiculous to be honest. Um, there's plenty of good jockeys in this country, and English trainers like him should be supporting him. You know, the likes of Derek O'Connor, yet yeah, genius, Jamie Codd, genius, but you know, you know, that their, their their days are behind them, unfortunately. And um, there's plenty of lads over here that are well capable of riding races like that. And to him to go and say that, I thought it was very disrespectful and um out of order. It basically he should have said the horse is better suited in a handicap the national hunt chase instead of going and saying that because it doesn't do much for the amateurs and yeah I did, wasn't very happy what else has been winding you up Sam anything it's all been a bit uh, tame recently well, a couple show. of weeks ago so yeah so we'll go back to Reevesby so we had a bit of right. stellar weather didn't we so that was that was that um, Reevesby point to points was supposed to be on the Sunday was postponed till it was supposed be on the Saturday. Sorry, it was then postponed to the Sunday. Um, and then when they realised that, that that wasn't able, it was then abandoned totally. Um, instead of moving to the following week, where it could have moved to the Saturday, uh, which would have been the same day as Lark Hill, just gone, which is what Lark Hill did. Um moved, mm. it wasn't a great entry, but the racing was able to go ahead. They got paying customers and the racing was going ahead for point to point site so Reesby point to point, I think you know, a one-off meeting of the year, the amount of work that goes into it, a new course, I think areas should be supporting um, small courses like that. Otherwise, pointing's just going to the small courses are going to be gone. We were stuck with the courses that have four or five meetings, and then eventually they'll be gone as well. So um, it was disappointing to see Reesby couldn't be organised or rearranged. Um, I think from what I heard, um, there was a, there's one speculation, there's a rule that you can only move a point-to-point or a race meeting once um so if that was the case they reasonably should have been advised to move it to next Saturday straight away instead of moving it to Sunday and then try and move it to Saturday um but to be honest in the grand scheme of things what's it matter uh just use your initiative and get it moved to a, a day where it can be on uh another talking point was you know the area um chairman so to speak decided that they didn't want to run Reeves be the week before Garthop because it's a premier meeting. It's got four or five meetings. Fantastic. Good point-to-point course. Yeah, I agree. But to say that that's a reason you can't move a course in your area to a week before, that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I just thought the way it was handled was completely wrong. People in this sport don't use their initiative. Um, and I just... It's just completely done all wrong and areas should not be deciding when they can or when and when they can have meetings. So I'm going on, it really bugged me. Yeah, I, I like Angry Sam. Yeah, it yeah. It should it all handled all wrong by the people at the top, to be honest. And um yeah, it was all done for the wrong reasons. Readby should have took place on Saturday when Larkill was on, and then everyone would have been happy. If they wanted to run, great. If not, never mind. But at least Reason was on paying customers, done. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, fair enough, Sam. You're throwing a few theories out there, and um,
1: anything to say? Uh,
0: <laughs> plenty. Right, um, but I'm, well, I've got a vested interest, haven't I? In the sense that I'm not, I'm not getting uh, splinters from sitting on the fence, but I've got a vested interest in. I, I know a lot. I'm friendly with a lot of the people that put a lot of hard work into putting that that. Um, particular race meeting on and uh, yeah, there were some very disappointed people and uh, yeah, I agree. It does seem to be the smaller tracks in the, in the um, less popular places. Shall we say that, that get the rough ride and um, yeah, it doesn't seem fair. We've kind of done this in reverse. We've done any of the business at the start, but is there any of the things that you want to get off your chest before we whiz through last week's racing and look at next week's?
1: um no no i think no we can crack on into next week start well championship standings really men's title
0: interesting so i text so i went on the um i went on the standings on the website it says up to the 21st right so and it says in the standings that james king had had 16 and then i text james because i just couldn't well, couldn't be asked basically to um <laughs> to count the winners he'd had since. I was conf- I'm I'm confused with days at the best of times. So a Text James said, James, how many winners have you ridden this season? He said seventeen. Now
1: seventeen's yeah, correct. A- yeah.
0: Right. But if you count up to the twenty first, the sixteen on the website, then he's written a twelve and a double since. So how's he only on seventeen?
1: Mm, maybe the red shirt must be wrong then, because he's written correct. seventeen. Winners. but...
0: But is, or is James wrong? Or are they both wrong? Is it because I told him point to point, I asked him point to point only. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, as you can tell, the guys are doing a great job of informing you of who's winning the Earn's title. But it's all for naught, Sam, this uh, conjecture, because he is streaking away with it, basically. Uh, and Biddick is giving it a good go in behind him and probably within, within catching distance for sure, depending on what happens from here on in. But James is a, uh, absolutely nailing it at the
1: minute it's fair to say yeah yes, yeah comedy show goes on and yeah the winner for Luke Price which is probably an early winner for Luke um, at Cocklebar. Uh but yeah I make it I, I made it 17 for James to Biddick's 12 um, and then Ed Vaughan on 6 um, I actually that actually from Jumping for Fun site and they are on the money most of the time the boys on yeah. that so, um, shout out to Gordon and the
0: Massive yes Um so uh, Ah, speaking of which, you just reminded me. Hannah Roach has trained a winner um, at in a hunter chase. Uh, time leader hits the back of the net um, and backed as if it would win. Now Maxwell's horse was backed probably because everyone who is a um, kind of. Uh, casual punter who doesn't really pay any attention to um, uh, hunter chases just saw Maxwell's colours and thought that used to be trained by Nichols that'll do and piled in, um, but that was fairly short. Um, expected to do better than it had been. Time leader similarly short. Now halfway round, uh, Maxwell's mount ran out, which is uh, a shame to see. Um, but uh, nice view back time leader, which I hadn't. I was uh, my money was on Zach Attack. Uh, and um, he did really well actually to uh, to get to get around a second, uh, but um, yeah, uh, timely to win. So it'd be interesting to see the, where that horse goes this season and um, where, where his ceiling
1: might be. But um, yeah, they also had a winner up at annick in the bumper. Hannah Roach Joe drove the lorry up there, um, and then yeah, and then and down to Hereford yesterday, Monday 29th Yeah, so it was good performance actually. I I don't think I don't think the favourite would have beat him anyway to be honest I think he's smelt the doughnuts the favourite and off he went into Hereford <laughs> there we go there we go no, good, good, one. good on Hannah to have another one of the time leader he looked at uh, listened to um, Fitzy on Sky Sports Race he looked to pitch in the paddock so credit to them and yeah it'll be exciting to see where he goes next um, uh, <laughs> so right let's talk about some points pointing uh, that has happened
0: uh, so we've had the since the last pod Lark Hill Annick Melbourne St Andrews and Horseheath uh and we've got a huge amount of start so let's just go chronologically so cocklebarrow um you know i was saying the other day that john barlow doesn't waste many darts Sam. yeah well he threw one and won with one that's all i'm saying yeah, i do yeah, sometimes yeah. know what i'm talking about um, and he t- he takes me straight afterwards actually and um and said hope you're on Which obviously i wasn't because I was a Lincolnshire. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Caballo Diablo um, won at Cockleboro. And I caught up with John shortly after to see what he thought. John Barlow, I was only just saying the other day that you uh, don't waste many darts. And um, you won with uh, Caballo Diablo at Cockleboro this weekend at 12 to 1 in, an, in a huge field of 18 horses. You must be delighted.
2: Hi Ben, yeah, absolutely delighted um, with Caballo Diablo yesterday at Cockabara. Um, big field, yeah, 17 17 runners actually. Um, I think they said it was the biggest field since 2016, so that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, I thought he I thought, he'd, I thought he'd, he'd go go well. Um, just sort of reading through last year's form when he went to. Uh, Sheriff Hutton finished second first time out behind fascinating rhythm of Easterbiz which looked a, a nice horse. Um, Colin Hills was back in third and that one championship horse last year. I think he went on to win seven races after that run. So um, I thought that form was pretty strong uh, and he was entitled to go close today. So <clears throat> absolutely delighted um, with him. Um and I think the next plan for him will be probably to go somewhere like higham um carry a penalty and, and try and win another restricted with him. Um I think that track will suit him. Um uh, yeah, that'll be the plan. Thank you very much. So Sam, um James
0: King, we've just been we've given him enough praise already uh, this season, but um got the treble at, at Cockabarra as well.
1: Yeah he did, yeah. Two for Two for Max. Uh, James actually tipped up Wagner last before Cockabass said he got a good chance. So that was good. And then, yeah, two for Max. Oscar Mantel winning the uh, the longer distance race again, Marathon Max, uh, as he does. So that was another double for him. Um, and then Mini Fortune, Jim Jimmy won on for Luke Price, as I said earlier, probably early winner for Luke. So it's nice to see him um, on the score sheet already. Um, Master Templar won the ladies' race, uh, given a confident ride by Gina. Um, one well, actually, looks like it's substitute. not an
0: easy horse. That not an easy he's horse.
1: Run ran out of wheels. Yeah, he's not. He's um, he looks like a horse that might actually be suited to these sorts of tests of stamina. He can keep taking a pull um, and keep mm. kicking along, really. Um, but no, that was good. And then Jack Wilmot, he's a real nice lad. Works for John, John O'Neill He rode his first winner on the composer. Uh, first point to point winner, anyway, on the composer for uh, Jackie O'Neill. Um, it was that was a PPRA race um, for novice riders, and um, I had a chat with him early on. I'm now joined by Jack Wilmot, who rode his first winner on the Composer in a PPRA conditions race for Novice Riders at Cocklebar, trained and owned by Jackie O'Neill. Jack works for John Joe O'Neill. I hope I'm correct in saying that, Jack. um, And great to get your first winner on the board. Uh, Been knocking on the door with him last couple of runs, um, but you must have been delighted to get uh, his head in front at Cocklebar.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, Thank you for having me. Hope you're well he's um yeah last season we had two good seconds um runner and doversford bit of jockey error there from being honest but uh yeah definitely glad to get the season off to a good start anyway a lot of hard work has paid off no
1: it must have been great and a local point to point to you as well obviously working at jack doors um in front of all your friends and family so it must have been a great day where are we likely to see him go next do you know
3: oh yeah definitely uh, Went to Bay a couple of years ago and thought it was a fantastic point-to-point point and uh, it's definitely one of the bigger ones of the season, so uh, it was great to get my name out there and have a winner there, you know. All the boys were there, my family come down and um, my girlfriend who helps me out a lot, she, she was leading me up as well, so it's kind of the perfect day, really. And um, he's an entry for Garthorpe this weekend coming, put the entry in today, so... Um, fingers crossed we should run there just assess how he is this week and um he, he's more than likely to run there so i think we've entered in the conditions and the men's open so just deciding what to run in and um yeah fingers crossed for a nice run there
1: perfect it's good you can get him out so quick um and what about yourself? Uh where can you give us a bit of a background about yourself, how you got into racing, um what you're doing this season and um some plans for the future?
3: Yeah, well he he come out of his race well and um I think it's always a good thing if your horse is well and everything's going okay, then might as well get him out again if he's all okay in himself. So hopefully he he'll go to the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> My mum used to work in racing when she was a lot younger. Um, dad's a mechanic. I um, had ponies from about the age of six, I think. Just pony club, schools jumping, riding club stuff like that, and you know, watching the racing at the telly weekend. Wanted to give that a go and got into the pony racing when I was ten, I think, ten, eleven-ish started off on the small ponies, worked my way up. Then when I needed to go to the, the biggest size of pony you can pony race on, which is the 148, I uh, found a lovely pony called Easter Mouse, who Sarah Humphrey's son, William, who now rides in America, uh, he had her and um, went down to try her out. I thought she was amazing, pony race with her, and Sarah actually said, you know, why don't you come down and ride out on a weekend? And I then started... The um, FLP program at the British Racing School. You go in once, once a week. And my school was very good. At, I'd go to school Monday to Thursday in the racing school. Thursday and ride out for Sarah Friday and Saturday. And that kind of worked its way into when I was 16. I went to work for Sarah full time. Had two point-to-point rides for Sarah and her husband Tony, and um, I had a pointer called Ego de Mott and, um, you know, he was a perfect schoolmaster for me first season and, um, you know, worked work with Sarah, worked for Sarah and, um, you know, that that was a wonderful partnership. I had two rides on the flat for her and a ride over jumps, which was actually my first ever winner at Market Raisin in an amateur race. Um, at the same time, I was actually coming down to ride out for John Joe from about the age of 13 fourteen for a few days at a time and um, when I was seventeen I was offered the place at John Joe's and um, moved down here and it's it's all gone very smoothly I've had three rides for the boss under rules and um they you know they allowed me to have the composer to point to point and he's been nothing but amazing so far so you know fingers crossed they just it keeps getting better and uh I'm now just one more ride away from being able to do my category b license so I'll try and get that sorted this season and ride as a cat b for a while you know I'd like to go conditional one day but if I'm honest I do struggle with my weight a little bit and um so you know if my weight allows it then I'd love to go conditional but if not I'd uh you know just love to ride as a competitive category b so that that'd be the plan anyway but um no, thank you very much for, for having me. And, um, you know, thank you to, you know, John, Joe and, and Jackie and, you know, John, and AJ, everybody at the yard. They're always so helpful and um, anything you need, they're always there for you. And, um, you know, just thank you to anyone that's ever helped me. So, yeah, brilliant. Thank you.
0: Lovely job. So down at Chipley Park, uh, Biddick had a double. And, um, but... Uh, uh, one notable winner for uh, another young rider, um, Becky Pugh won the novice riders and, um, actually Sam, as you'll hear from my voice note, I thought she gave it a cracking ride, um, being a, a recent winner and, um, just a really confident, cool ride to, uh, to, to bring them out to the, to the fore and, and, um, and, and win quite nicely in the end. So I caught up with Becky Pugh and here it is now. Becky Pugh, congratulations on winning the novice Riders race down at um, Chipley the other day. Um, Becky, I see that you do lots of other things with horses other than riding races. And I'm just wondering whether um, your eventing background and, and doing other things has really stood you in good stead uh, when you've applied yourself on the racetrack. Uh, just wondered what you thought about that. Congratulations again. I'll speak to you soon.
4: Hi, Ben. Thank you. So, yeah, I had quite a lot of experience eventing and show jumping before I started pointing. I was competing at intermediate level at that time. And they, yeah, they're two uh, very different disciplines. Obviously, racing is a lot faster, but eventing at that level, the cross country fences are solid in height and width so you've got to be decisive and accurate into a fence and often make things happen so I suppose that is something I've taken with me as I started pointing and it helped a lot having that experience and being able to make a decision quickly and commit
1: yeah Uh, yeah, it it was a bit of a actually looking at the schooling videos the next day it was a bit of a minefield um well a bit of a washout really the next day but apparently it wasn't too bad although there was a few slow motion finishes Um, But I was impressed with Dunedin Island, who improved from a first start, uh, trained by Robert Channing, the Channing family, massive support, of pointing, got their fingers in lots of different areas, which is great. Uh, They won the Jockey Club Mayor's Maiden with Callum Pritchard on board. And I had a chat with um, Ian Channing about um, this horse and uh, the family kind of association with the sport. I'm now delighted to be joined by Ian Channing on Pointing Pointers. Ian, thanks very much for joining me this evening. Um, firstly, well done at the weekend, a great start to the season. Uh, we with done Island within the winning the Mayor's Maiden down at Chipley Park, what would look like a very testing conditions after I saw a few pictures of the school and videos of the last couple of days. Um, was that expected, obviously improved from the run in November? Um, and can you tell me a bit about her?
5: Hi Sam. Yeah, it's great to be on. Um, yeah, the race day itself was actually fine. It was the the overnight rain that, that turned the whole place to a mud pit. But um, it's great to be out of school there, and uh, it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity. Um, yeah, Dunedin Ireland. She was very good. Given a great ride by Carla Pritchard. So the first day we ran out, great through two and a half miles, a fairly reasonable ground. And and the problem, the thing that happened that day was. Tim Vaughan's runner was experienced, you know, from France, bounced out, went very fast. The race was run at a very sharp tempo and she could just never get into it. You know, she was green and a bit of stage fright, but they went so fast, she never never had a chance. And so we opted for a slower, stiffer track and she could get into it this time. And um, we were delighted. Her, You know, it's, it's the third winner, Dad's Train from the family, I think, for four winners in total. Um, I won on Bishop's Court, his maiden. Uh, he's now, well, was rated 145 at best. Uh, Manny Nass Island's also running on under rules at the moment. He's one to look out for. And um, yeah, for owner breeder uh, Chris Torrey, it was a fantastic winner. And um, I think she'll go on, you know, she stays very well. And. Um, Yes, I think she's going to be one to watch.
1: That's great. It's always very rewarding to be, um, you know, delivering with these homebreds, and it must give everyone a good, good bit of pleasure. Um, as you obviously already alluded to, Clive Pritchard caught the eye of many, um, and he must be a great handy asset to have um, on the back of the horses. Um, before we start, really, just wanting to get a bit of a background about the family. People from Devon and Cornwall know about you. I know about you riding, in the riding days, and um, but if you could give us a background of. You know what the family setup is and you know how you've all been involved throughout the years with Point to Point, and that would be great.
5: Yeah, so I rode as did as did my dad, as did my brother, and um, actually my wife rode as well. Um, and now she's a farrier, which is uh, which is very handy. Um, so yeah, so dad trains mostly for owner breeders uh, and a few others, and, and I bought a few stores which I try and sort of win with and, and sell. Um, uh so an obvious example of that would be Tip Top Mountain, of of his maiden at Weybridge. Of course, he's gone on to win six handicap chases since. Doc McCoy, he was an impressive winner of a Great Three maiden. He's won a novice idol of Jamie Snowden. Um And there's been a few others as well. Um You know, we don't always have big budgets, but we look for an athletic horse. Um... And yeah, so that's that's what we do. We've we've got uh, we work alongside each other, we've got a carpet school and a carpet gallop. Um and we, we train on the side of the X Valley. My dad's actually clerk of the I know no, sorry, my uncle's clerk of the course for for the local one. But my dad's the chairman of, of the local point to point um, at Dunsmore, um, which kicks off the season. or did last year anyway. Um, and I had a second down there with Noble Don, who we sold at Charlton Sale the other day, actually. Um, so, um, so yeah, there's, there's a few other horses that I've had a couple of seconds, uh, Charlton Hawthorne last year with a four-year-old called Older Burley. He's just changed his name, actually, since then, bizarrely. Um, he's called Another Folly. Um, uh, he's one to look out for, actually, when he goes over fences with a handicap mark. Um... So yeah, that, that that's what we do, and, then, and that's what we that's what we're trying to do anyway.
1: Yeah, as you say, it's not all about a big budget with the stores, is it? It's about finding the right ones, and you've obviously been doing as you know, as a family, going the right way and been finding the right sorts of um, horses. And it must, as I what I said earlier about the homebreds, it's nice to keep it in house within the family, and um, it's obviously something that you all do very well together, and um, that must give you a great joy when you know it does work out. Um, I wanted to get your opinion having been in the sport for a long time the direction of pointing obviously you know it's it's not hidden away that you know sometimes we all think that you know pointing's going the wrong direction but, but as the season goes I know we've had limited meetings with the frost and that and some cancellations but point to puts I've been to I've thought it's been very competitive there's been a big crowd um, I think pointing so far this season has been great I just wanted to get your opinion down in Devon and Cornwall how it's been going down there and um any sort of gripes you want to get off your chest while you're on
5: on the podcast? The racing is uh, is very good. Um, it's very competitive. The, you know, the races are hard to win. Um, there's enough horses in, in Devon and Cornwall at the moment. I wouldn't say there's loads, but but there's enough for when the ground is you know good jumping ground. Um, plenty of cut in the ground there's there's enough runners uh in you know times past i've seen more um but um but there's definitely enough i mean the problem with devon and cornwall is that we haven't got many dry courses so there aren't many meetings in january and february i mean what is there There in january there was um supposed to be Weybridge, buck firstly and chipley as it was, it was just Weybridge um, and Chipley, and then February you've got um, um That's the only one, isn't it, I think, in February in Devon and Cornwall. Um, so, in years ago when we had Black Forest Lodge, which uh, obviously Dad was involved with, um, that was a wonderful dry course. I had three meetings early on, that was fantastic, but, um, but now we've sort of got loads of fixtures in Devon and Cornwall. Um, and most of March, April and May. Um and it just gets very congested at the end and obviously runners will be thin on the ground. Um but having said that, you know, the crowds that time of year are, are massive. People, you know, hunting and, and shooting and whatever's finished. So so people go go to the point, of point to point to get on the beer and have a social. Um so so those meetings always do well financially, even if the ground is 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 quick enough, and and the running, the races is um, the racing is is pretty average. Um, they're, they're probably the most profitable meetings actually. Um, you know the crowd at, at Chipley on Sunday was was only okay. I thought you know the entry was really good, and and actually the racing was really competitive. They had seven races. Um, I mean the winner of the members' race is probably rated 140 at best. Um, you know uh, and still quite a useful horse. Um, so the races are, they're harder to win than ever. So, so you need to be fit, fit and well. Um, and, um, and yeah, like I say, in, in Devon and Cornwall, we could just do with a few more drier tracks early on to get a bit more consistency to our, our fixture list really. Um, and like I say, I think the horse numbers, they're, they're okay without being exceptional. You know, everyone's got, a, got a few horses and, and there's enough at the moment, but, um, there's certainly not heaps of horses around you know it's expensive um and uh you know if you want to to, to give a horse a run running a point to point you you have to pay 300 pound for a to get before you can before you can think about it so um that that sort of element of it has never gone away sadly even though you don't have to hunt any hunt your horse anymore which is a shame um, that genuine sort of genuine hunter that you know that's been hunting five or six times, that's sort of all gone really. Um, so um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what the season brings. But um, yeah, the the horse numbers are just okay, but the the quality's there. Uh, certainly certainly, while the ground's good and there's plenty of moisture in the ground, the, the racing's going to be good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, as you said, the quality of horse at the minute is still showing. So, um, obviously, we're recording on the 24th this weekend. Melbourne's got a great entry. Um, unfortunately, this podcast won't come out to next week, so we can't really talk about that now. Um, but looking forward to the rest of the season, next few weeks. Um, have you got many horses to go at? And is there anything that our listeners need to be looking out for for the rest of the season? Well, we've
5: got a couple of French horses that are pretty tasty. Um one when uh, we give a little pop to around Chipley the other day he's called um actually, i don't know what his name is um but he's by a stallion that's a bit strange, but he's from the family of denim red who, of course side underservwin so and Nergerman. and um there's no there's no rush with him actually i I don't, I don't know if he'd run this spring or next autumn but he's um he's he's fairly nice and um but there is one we'd run in a bumper i think at lark Hill um King de Palmer uh another French bred that he goes he goes pretty well on the gallops he's a, he looks like a fair animal um so we're pretty excited about him um and then there's a black Sam Bellamy called uh, badby rings after the, the point- of point course because um that's on uh, Chris Torrey's farm uh who bred him I'm not sure exactly when he'll run, but he'll run in the coming weeks. And um, he was another one that had a little school around Chipley Park the other day and impressed. So we're looking forward to him. Um, And, you know, there's a few other youngsters there that that might or might not run in the spring. You know, there's no rush if they don't run until next autumn, then then that's fine. You know, um, English Point to Pointing is starting to, you know, provide a better autumn programme um than, than used to be the case in other years so you know if, if you don't run in the spring it's it's no problem you can um you could look at the autumn as well um so yes stay tuned and uh fingers crossed
0: you just reminded me about something there's a schooling race happening on the 4th at garthorpe it is 75 pounds a horse and if you've got a uh a uh, horse that you want to school but actually like in a race sort of situation you'll remember i attended last year's uh and uh it was good it was good i thought it was a good good course to um, to, to do it at and yeah you can now enter for that so 75 pounds on the 4th of february
1: yeah good luck to them 75 pounds i don't know what school amount should Park part was the day after but i bet it wasn't 75 quid
0: hmm ah right well then let's be having you do you think 75 pounds and the chance to put your horse kind of in a i don't know what right you, you, you you've you ridden in these things i haven't what's the difference between a schooling race and schooling round with two or three
1: there's no difference really you could go, like you go to, you could go to shipley park and you could line up with eight of you if you wanted um um and then go from there Uh, It's a great idea. I'm not knocking Garth up whatsoever, so I don't really want to say too much, but um, if you're doing that in a school and race, you don't know who you're going to be lining up against. You want your horse to have the best experience possible. I know what I'd rather be doing with my four-year-old, but for people who want to have experience um, to kind of get the feel of racing, I think it's a good idea.
0: But Sam, right. I I kind of understand what you're saying because there are risks involved and... uh, you can, I guess, if you go to a schooling day, you can run with um, mm-hmm. you, against your own, and you can put the one that you know jumps like a fridge out the back and isn't going to bring everything else down, etc. Mm-hmm. And you kind of control things a bit more. But you know, I, so I've got ten percent of a uh, pointer that's in Ireland at the minute. They didn't know that, lad, did you? Uh, and, and, yeah, um,
1: and you, you run a, 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 a English-based point-to-point podcast, and you have a point-pointer in Ireland.
0: Good. Well, it's as simple as, as, simple as this I sold it privately and kept 10% in case she was a machine. Um, and she's running like four or five schooling races before, and she hasn't made a debut yet. And, um, I dunno, I just, I just think if, if it becomes a thing that is more regular and more possible, and there's more people doing it and it becomes, um, more commonplace, I think it could benefit the sport massively and benefit the uh the the sales prices ultimately if horses are better prep and there's more horses going into these young horse maidens um and giving more kind of credibility to to the good ones i don't know but that's my sense I'm, I'm,
1: i'm with you and that's and that's how they've got to get around it to have it on the same day as racing i guess for insurance purposes so I'm not knocking it whatsoever. There, yeah, and but. it's the
0: ambulance and everything else. Anyway, we've covered enough about that. Uh, let's go to uh, Larkhill, where um, they enjoyed a Saturday all on its own. And Bidick replied to King's treble with one of his own. Uh, but James did have a double. Um, but uh, I'm forever talking about trebles and doubles. Uh, you must be bored a bit by now. Uh, I thought.
1: Yeah, Walker- I, didn't to- I didn't have too many myself, so I'm not that bored of it now.
0: Yeah, no. We, we, listen, the thing like it does become kind of commonplace for some of these um, uh, some of these top ranking jockeys.
1: Um, yeah, no. Wolf Walker, Binnick's horse that won. Uh, we actually spoke to Chris Barber about and me, they spoke very highly of him. He went and won again. So, uh, yeah, we had a chat with Chris about him, and then obviously, famous Clermont. Just yeah, one to ten on. To show me any other one rival to take on, um, but uh, never mind. You know he's got a, he's had a clear round he's had a, a spin round. I'm sure they have some plans for him now.
0: Tom Skew trained his first winner, first uh, training performance and first
1: training winner. Yeah, it's nice. Tom started out in point to points. Uh, obviously, then had a massive career under rules, and now he's come back. You know he's doing got the pre training yard, the old yard of Michael Scudamore's. Um, this is the only point to point he's got actually at the time they got they got sent him um, and. They felt it beneficial, it's only going to have one run, it's going to go into training under rules next season. Um, but yeah, Colin Hobbs out of a good mare of Virgo's, Colin's sister, um, and uh, yeah, written by Ed Vaughan. Um, and you now I had a chat with Tom actually um, earlier in the week about the horse. Delighted to be joined on Pointing Pointers by Tom Scudamore, who trained his very first winner yesterday uh, with Colin Hobbs in the maiden at Lark Hill son of Jack Hobbs um, out of the very useful Mayor Colin's sister original name I thought Tom um, can you tell us a bit more about Colin Hobbs and your um, kind of involvement now with Point to Point you know your new yard and uh, what your plans are for the season
6: uh, so I set up a pre-training yard um, in Hereford which was the yard that my uh, brother used to train on Training, in and um, I was very kindly sent uh, Colin Hobbs or Boris as we call him um, back in November um, and yeah it just went from there he started going quite nicely and we thought about um, running him in a, in a point-to-point and so it proved so um, you know, we're very lucky to be sent him um, obviously uh, his page goes without saying as you said he's out of a very good mayor and Colin's sister um, who was fourth in the uh, Stayers hurdle uh, behind Penn Hill um, and his owners, uh, Richard Kent and Caroline Beresford-Wiley uh, sent them to us to, to pre-train and uh, it just went from there. So it was really nice to have a, a pointer. Um, I read a lot of pointing uh, as a teenager before I turned professional um, and it's something I'd be very keen to, to do a bit more of now and um, hopefully have a few more.
1: Yeah, and he looks a great one to have started back point-to-pointing with as well. Um, what's the plan with him? Will he go, um under into training now, will he stay point-to-pointing? And it was also just a quick mention on Ed Vaughan, it was nice to give Ed a winner. Obviously Tim's son, he's been going well point-to-pointing. Um, he's had a great start, Tim's obviously given him a lot of support, but he's um, he took his opportunity as well. And um, he took another one for you yesterday
6: um so the plan uh now with colin hobbs um obviously sit down and and, and see um but ultimately he'll he'll go into training next season um and go from there um i don't think he'll run again this time as he's only just turned four um so you know the fact that we could run in that race to get him experience and win um was was fantastic and yes it was great to be able to give um Ed a winner as well. Um, I watched him pony racing through as well. Uh, he rode against my daughter's pony racing. Um, he's a very talented young man. And yeah, it was, it was great. You know, He thoroughly deserves all the success he's getting.
1: That's great. I'm sure we'll watch, watch his progress now um, next season. Um, yeah, as you say, Ed's doing really well and yeah, he's taken all his chances he can get. It's also a great story of you actually coming back uh, point to pointing, you know, started off pointing been under rules a massive career under rules obviously everyone knows and now back on the point-to-point scene um, No, we hope you enjoyed your day yesterday and we hope to see you plenty more um, on the point-to-point track
6: Thank you. I, I certainly hope so. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we've got any pointers uh, for the rest of this season, but it's something um, we'll, we'll certainly be doing more of going forward. And say yesterday was great, another great experience and fantastic to, to, to get back. So I've always enjoyed my pointing um, and yeah, looking forward to hopefully next season having a few more.
0: So I've just realised um at the start of the uh, podcast, I was so excited to be back in your company that I actually forgot some of the racing that had happened. Uh, and one of those uh, could have been, I'm not sure, because I only read out four and a six in the list. Horse Heath, where the Ellis juggernaut rolled back into town and took three of the races.
1: Yeah, it did, actually. You actually read, like, your Annick Milbourne and Horse Heath, and you have forgot Cockleburn and Chippy Park, because that was a week before. You're getting a bit lost, I think, with this spot yeah. system. But, I know. Uh, I know. But it's okay, but yeah, Horse Heath, Horse Heath. We can start at Horse Heath if you want now. Um, but yeah, Ellis, Ellis Treble. Um, yeah, the horses that, you know, mainstays got beat... Around there the first day, and so does Artist Danay. They've obviously come on for the run, um, which was nice. Um, and they've yeah, followed up and Tiger Bartel um continued his uh, winning streak. He we won the last one at Horsey the last time and beat Law of Gold. So that was a good performance and something they were they were quite impressed with, I think. Um he also had a winner up at Annex. That was four winners for Tom, which was good. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I feel like we haven't spoke about them much recently
0: uh, Tom, Gene if you're listening Sam still loves you um, and we will now talk about Alec like, you have to watch the YouTube guys I know I keep telling you but it's just it's just funny watching Sam giggle or trying not to giggle when we're talking about this oh
1: stuff. you just talk so much rubbish I actually wanted to talk about Penix Horse actually quickly I thought it might be a horse to follow okay um, yeah yeah beat Cooler Park again Cooler Park was third um, all the ammunition second this hasn't been a nice horse. Trojan de Burley. Um one for Andrew Pennick, Paddy Barlow on board. One by Four lengths, One nicely. Uh Trojan de Burley beat Main Stage, who then won the maiden for the Ellis. Um mm-hmm. really restricted. So I think he's maybe a horse to follow.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Okay. And uh, another another double. So treble for them and another double of annick uh, Kelly Morgan uh, Kelly Morgan even. Um okay, well. I think we're about to see her kick into, uh, into gear properly, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's got, she's seems to have some really nice horses about, and we'll no doubt be getting plenty on the board this year. Um, and right now a jockey that we, uh, mentioned on this podcast a good while ago, Lyle Hodgkins, um, won with a front running display on Senor senior Lombardi in the conditions race. Um, Sam, how is it that you, you're the one who's drinking the red wine and I'm sound like I have been drinking the red wine. Uh, so he, he went on Senior C- Lombardi in the conditions race. And, um, I caught up with him earlier. Lyle Hodgins, uh, big congratulations on your win up at Anik at the weekend. Lyle, you've been on our radar for a while. Um, Chris Dawson mentioned you a couple of years ago as a young rider coming through. That's going to be very good. Um, Just looking at your stats, you've started in 93 points points, won 23 of them, which is 24%. Come second thirteen times and third thirteen times, which is obviously around the fifty percent mark uh you've 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 either won or placed um which is pretty remarkable and um I just wondered what your plan was really um whether you uh wait where, where you working during the week and um and what you're what are you kind of doing uh in the longer term um I hope you well, and I'll speak to you soon cheers Lyle.
7: hi yeah uh, uh aye, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that horse on Sunday, he run well. It was his first run for 600, 680 days since he ran at Cheltenham at the Fox Hunters a couple of years ago. So, no, he run grand for his first run back and hopefully he's uh, he'll come on for it and he's been fine ever since Sunday. So, just move forward for there. Big grand. I through the week, I'm a horse dentist. Um and sort of travel around Britain and Ireland mainly working with racehorses but we do all types of work as well if uh, if any customers want want any other horses done as well so it's grand aye I've recently been working been on a trip working in Japan for two months just there before the point-to-point started um, so no just Look at get that'll be my main. That's my main job Monday to Friday, um, and then point to points at the weekend or through the summer. I'll be busy doing a few other little jobs here and there. So, aye, spot on. Now, good to catch up with Larry. He's been a good, good pilot
1: up north for a long time now, and he's he's obviously doing really well for himself. I actually caught up with. Jack Teal, who's also doing well for himself, about 20 horses in training, um, he had another winner with Courting Flow and Restricted for, with Christy Finesse, who we're actually going to speak to in a little while, and um, yeah, I had a chat with Jack about his recent winners uh, here and Sheriff Hutton, and if you can understand him, this is what he had to say. Jack Teal, nice to have you on Pointing Pointers, it only took 24 hours for you to get back to me, um, I'm sure if I wanted to have a horse with you, it would have been a lot quicker reply. Uh, But well, done the last few weekends, um, kicking in the winners, which is great. Can you tell us a bit about the uh, couple of winners you've had over the last few weeks?
4: Evening, Sam. Yep. No, it's been a handy start, so happy away so far. Yep. Started at Sherry Fulton with fire in her eyes. Um, She took me by surprise, if I'm honest. Um, But don't mind surprises like that, even though it was a dead heat. Now, uh, she's... You know, she she did it grand. And then uh, it was good to have Carton Flo back after a break and he's come back, you know, well back to himself uh, with a nice win up yesterday up in Annick. Um, we'll have some fun with a pair of them too this year. Um, thank you very much.
1: Top man, brilliant. Yeah, good to get the season off to a flyer. Um, what about, can you just tell our listeners a bit about your yard you got at home? Um, how many you got in for the season? Um, we've also got Christy Finesse on the podcast this week. Um, he's obviously rode winner at the weekend. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about the connection with him?
4: Yeah, I've yard at home there in Norton, Malton. So we're lucky. Plenty of uh, access to plenty of good facilities um, with uh, NAR for 20 pointers. In and going at the moment. Um, it's a nice mixture um, of young horses and also horses to run throughout the season. So that's quite fun. And uh, we're doing a few breakers and things as well on the you know running along with that too. Yeah. Christy has been with us for a few years. We've had quite a nice bit of success. Um, love training for Christy, he's absolute gent, and uh, no, it was a good bit of fun, because it helps as well when he's got a nice few horses in too, um, uh, to, to run.
0: So yeah, last but not least, Sam, Melbourne St. Andrews. Um, uh, we have been told by Steph that uh, it was very busy with people, and there's some really good racing, which is is good to hear. One person who will be very pleased with uh, what went on at Melbourne St. Andrews is friend of the podcast, Nick Luck. Um, the Luck family owned Sound of Music came second to uh, to a form horse of Tim Vaughan's. I actually did, believe it or not, take the opportunity to catch up with Nick about it. And we'll listen to that first and then talk about the rest of it.
8: Hi, Ben and Sam. Quick update on Sound of Music at Melbourne St. Andrew. I think we ran into one in a seven-year-old and upward maiden, Oco John. Ed Vaughan, he looks good, doesn't he? And dad, Tim, clearly might have trained a few winners under rules at one time or another because it looked well revved up for the job. Anyway, couldn't be disappointed after two and a half years off uh, to finish second. My brother, James, who's done all the hard work on it, uh, was so pleased with it he's taken himself off to Jamaica for a week, uh, leaving his friend Emma to ride her out. But she's come out of the race really, really well. Uh, Touchwood legs are good. She's eaten up. Um, she obviously had quite a tough race first time in, in two and a half years but Pete Mason I know James was really pleased with the ride he gave her because when the winner streaked past and opened up a break on the field instead of trying to chase chase him down he just sat up on her a bit just let her fill her lungs again and then she ran on to finish second otherwise she probably would have finished fourth or fifth so it was a really sensible clever ride and I think um I think everyone's well-pleased with, with her efforts, and fingers crossed we will land on a similar race in the not-too-distant future. It's just a shame there aren't any, any maiden races over four miles. On the plus side, she jumps absolutely brilliantly, so hopefully a bit of fun to be had. But uh, a, a labor of love getting a, a homebred mare back to the track after over two years, a leg injury, and one or two other problems. And uh, I know from speaking to him at the time, and I was in Florida, getting it relayed down the phone, that uh, it meant more to to James than just about anything else I can remember in, uh, in racing. So there you go. Sometimes the little fish and all that. Anyway, more updates to follow. And don't forget, tune in Nick Luck Daily podcast every weekday on all well-known podcast platforms.
0: And then um, rowing back, rewinding slightly, Sam,
1: uh, Bradley Gibbs won the maiden. You love to see it. Yeah, he did, yeah. Crocodile Lounge, son of Marla. Yeah, did it nicely. Um, so that was good. Uh, also, Biddick's horse won the Maiden as well, owned by Tom Malone. He's a son of New Approach, which is probably a horse you don't see too often on the point-to-point course. Yeah, that was good. Harry Ryle, who he spoke to on the pod, he had another one S Scores B one the restricted. Good lad. And Macklin, I hear, was extremely impressive when beating Highway Jewel, Biddick, showboating... Um, I heard Um, so no that was very good and no comment one of the ladies open for the sisters Laura and Natalie Parker topping off a good day for Ben Jones who had a treble under rules as well so yeah um, yeah very good Uh, well we've covered an awful lot there Sam
0: and uh, let's turn our attentions now to what is coming up in the next few weeks we've got racing at Larkhill Garthorpe Dunscombe Park and Charing Uh, this very weekend
1: yeah, we have yeah we've got Coronation Cup on the weekend at Lark Hill it should be a good race that looks very competitive as you can imagine just to to name a few that might be lined up Grace of Uenki with Gas de Blanc 16 letters Uh aha probably not time leader I imagine but you never know with Hannah she has some strange plans sometimes and she doesn't pull pull funny things off oh Hannah Uh, Flay and Espoir de Telly uh, um, wow. it's like a competitive contest so um, yeah everyone get down to Larkin and watch the Coronation Cup prestigious race great race I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, attendees there to watch that it's a, it's um, it's 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 Garthorpe Good Men's Open at Garthorpe Carita de Bros, one for Rosie Fear Jaguar maybe going there Duncan Park this weekend might see Mount Muse again Matt's Commission we'll find out whether we see him later on once we spoke to Christy Finesse and Charing great point to point lovely people down there needs plenty of support yeah, absolutely. And
0: it we, we there may well be lots of other meets on before we speak again, but um that covers this weekend as you are listening. And Sam, a little treat for uh the listeners now. We have we are doing our best to get around as many different people um from as many different angles as possible. And um we are now going to speak to Christy Furness um uh, who um He's had a good uh, lengthy career, it's fair to say, in the saddle and um, has, has had some notable successes as an owner-rider and uh, comes at the game from a slightly different angle. So we're going uh, to chat to him now. Christy Furness, thanks for joining us on Pointing Pointers. How are you getting on? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ben, Sam. Good to see you both. I'm in good order, thanks. Good. Now, um, I've never asked you this question before, so we're just going to get your real-time, honest reaction. Have you ever watched this or listened to it ever before?
9: I did listen to it the other day, yes, when John Barlow was giving his update on the Fortune's Hill winner at Sheriff because I was quite interested to see how prepped his horse was because I finished second in that race. So, yeah. I go. see. A, so, basically, so you it, skipped to the bit where John Barlow was, you skipped all the other rubbish and then got
1: to where John Barlow I was. I think he,
9: he managed to put it on Facebook just at the moment he started speaking. So, it was perfect.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: I, perfect. Yeah.
9: What were you going to
1: say. <laughs> what, what, what you really mean is you've
0: been listening for the last four seasons. Good man, good man. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Well, um, listen, Christy, you've been around for a long time now. I was looking back at your stats before, um, spoke to uh, some friends from the weighing room over the years today, and uh, you've been doing it for, for, for a good while now. Uh, when did you uh, have your first ride pointing?
9: I had it in 2012 I actually had to look that up because I couldn't believe it It was so long and I thought I'd been on my 10th season for about three seasons but yeah back in 2012 so I've been doing it in various different levels of ability probably still learning but yeah I've been doing it for 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 a while now so um feel like one of the older people in the wearing room which is quite frightening and everyone seems to be getting younger around me but it's still good fun (laughs) um and you you obviously
0: rode in the um in the aintry fox hunters last year um, i tipped up your horse actually and um you, you you did me no favors by not quite sneaking into the money but you did a lot better than most by getting
9: round. so uh thanks for that um yeah no i think he'll go well this year because he'll have a proper jockey on board i think hopefully jack <laughs> teal uh will be back on board jack was very kind to let me ride him when he broken his legs so um yeah I think I'll I'll be trying to hopefully go up there to watch him he's a he's a lovely horse and he's been you know won the won the heart last year he's been a superstar for all the teals to be honest and he's in this weekend as well isn't he do you know if he's going um I don't know if he is going actually I'm not sure um I'll probably find out on on Saturday but I think he's yeah he's in he's in good form so he could well do I think he's run there before and likes it um hope don't you know whether Lois is back from Ireland to ride him or Jack does but um, but yeah
0: I, I was going to say go. this is this is Sam's way of breaking the news to you that uh, that you've been jocked off
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the weekend. To, yeah. is he
1: oh I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> hey that's happened to me many a times I've had that people say oh your horse ride say what I wasn't even there I didn't even know uh, well I only
9: I only had the pleasure of it riding it once and I, I knew I'd never ride it again so I felt lucky enough to do that Um definitely yeah not my ride that, must been, no, that was the first time enough. you go down there was it Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That must have been it a hell was, of a spin. It was great fun. Um, yeah, managed to jump the chair with no hands on the reins, which was not ideal. Um, out I'm of choice? Or- no, not out of choice. Didn't know what was going on. But no, it was it was the most amazing buzz ever. And I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to do it because I never thought I would be able to.
0: Cool. Well, fair enough. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, Christy. Um, the, the jungle drums are that you um, work in London in the week and... Um, come back largely to uh northern point to points at the weekend and and um, ride as many uh, races as you possibly can um often on some some owned horses uh, owner rider sort of situation uh,
9: tell us a bit about yourself so worked down in london been down here for for all that pointing period really about eight ten years um worked for a bank called pamia gordon um and lucky enough that we've got some very racing racing or intended people at the top of that list um oh, that's rich great Richie that helps is, yeah rich rich is our ceo oh wow um so yeah hear a lot about his horses and things like that so a lot of um you know friendly conversations about racing and then our head of equities um richard morcom has a very successful flat syndicate called chelsea thoroughbreds so Aha, yeah sort of, sort of yeah going in the summer and seeing some of those guys so yeah lovely firm to work in you know hard work um but um, you know they're all interested, and it means I can get up to Yorkshire on the weekends and, and yeah, ride as much as I can. To be honest, um, got a couple of our own horses that I'm riding, and I ride one for someone else, um, a nice sort of open horse. I used to ride a few sort of you know maidens and things like that for other people, but you know, all the best rides were always going to to the top jocks like John and John Dawson and Willie Eastby. So I've I found that the best rides that I was getting were on my own so i decided to just focus <laughs> focus on those is a lot safer and having not ridden with the week in the week it was you know much easier to do that yeah fair enough
1: fitness, how, do you keep, how do you keep your
9: fitness going to, do you get down the gym yeah i get in the gym i was in the in one of those sort of crazy spinning classes about 6 a.m this morning with all the sort of music flying around the place so and crazy woman you, at the front shouting at you yeah you to absolutely faster. shouting at you um yeah. for 45 minutes so that's good and then yeah but and things like that. Um, I've got. I do have one of those, um, you know, those blue sort of um, simulator things, the RP things, which is which is quite handy, but never seem to use it as much as I should. Um, but yeah, so tend to keep pretty fit, but it's never quite the same as as riding um, and riding fit. Monkfish and won't
1: be coming, Monkfish won't be coming pointing once he's finished.
9: I mean, I've I've made plenty of hints about things in in the past, and yeah. um, I think when. Um, I think he had a horse running in Hunter Chase last year in Ireland where Charlie Mullins was on it or something so um, yeah I think I'll have to keep working a bit harder try and do a few more deals before that's a possibility
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> um, and uh, what what nice rides have you got looking forward
0: to this season is there anything in particular you're kind of setting your hopes on for this um, this season uh,
9: just the two of my own um, well two of the families so really we do it all together Um my mum trains them until about you know a month before they run and, and does a lot with them at home before they go to Jack Teals. Um, Courting Flow won up at Annik on, on the weekend. He missed last year. He's a he's a lovely horse to to ride. Yeah. Um and it was great to have him back after a year off. So yeah, looking forward to him. And then got um a horse called Camdonian, who we had last year, who got out of the skeletons yard. He won a couple for us last year. But um, but yeah, they're sort of both at intermediate conditions level So we'll be trying to to find nice races for them um and then there's a got a big ride in the hunt race at um sinnington on a horse called clondor anchor who is a is a thorough stayer and rides him he's chairman of the hunt uh chris denny so chairman of the point to point sorry so it would be great to win the hunt race for him but it's always a bit tricky because uh the easterby clan is is always also in that hunt so it makes it quite difficult
1: he's an ex scout horse as well isn't he
9: yeah, he is actually. Yeah. Amazing the
1: amount of horses seems to come out that guy go go point to point in night in Dubai, one at a horse heat the other day. Bossman Fred was second. Which is mad, yeah.
9: Yeah, no, I think probably. Um I think that he he'd been injured for a couple of years, he was a high clear horse. And, high clear um, horse yeah, yeah, house, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um so Christy, Remember. I mean you you're clearly a young man, and I don't want to call you an older statesman of the uh weighing room. You've
1: been saying he's been around for years. Yeah. You exactly. can't just go That's back on yourself. This is what you do all the
0: time. No, the no, no. No, this is no Sam, if you let me finish, what I'm saying is you are an older statesman of the weighing room, and I'm keen to understand from you, you know, in, in the in the time that you've been in in pointing, what have you seen change uh for better and for
9: worse? Um whew. I think, the, I think there's less trainers, isn't there? There's less sort of small trainers with one horses, two horses. There's not really any, many hunt races left. There's not that kind of, you know, big sort of excitement about trying to win the hunt race. There is a few in, in Yorkshire, but a lot of places have, have gone down these sort of conditions routes. And I guess it's because there's more horses with a few sort of more professional trainers. Um, I guess in, in terms of the sport being around and the competitive nature of it, that's improved. The horses have, I think, have, have certainly improved, and it's much more competitive. It's much more professional, um, which makes it a little bit more hard uh, harder to win. But um, but I think there's, you know, it's still the camaraderie and things that you get in the changing room and and the enjoyment that you have. I think is still the same as it was when I first started. So I don't think that's changed. But it's probably just got a little bit more professional.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think, I guess, the two points you're saying there kind of go hand in hand don't they? And, and they kind of, for better or worse, have, have uh, had an effect on each other. Sam, did you
9: ever ride against Christie? No, I did a couple of times. And Garth, or maybe a couple of times. I did. Um, yeah, I've I've never been able to ride garthorpe, and I remember I rode a horse, a very good old horse mine called Shanty Prince and he'd been, I just, He'd been at the intermediate uh, final in Cheltenham, and he came, and we ran him again, and he was favourite. And I just, I just didn't really get Garthorpe, and I think you went another, I front. reckon
1: another. I was on a horse of David Kemp's actually, I reckon, and I had a few strides. You might have had me. I think I nicked it. I
9: think that's right. Yeah, I just never really thought I needed to get near you before you sort of start rolling down the hill. But anyway, it's um, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, remember if you that ever day. get, if you
1: ever go back there again, you need to kick from three out and go like pop.
9: Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it's, it's got such a. The ground's so nice there that the horses that run there at the end of the season when we might go down, that they're so like, they're such a high quality level of horse and they sort of seem to be Garthorpe specialist horses. I've just, yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, it's a funny, it's a funny old track, them three down the back, it's a funny old track. But yeah, no, we did. I remember Shanti
9: Prince, you won a few, we won eight on him, didn't you? Yeah, he was a great horse. He's uh, he's still hunting with my mum. He? He's still at home. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's sort of got me going really. Yeah. Um, and then um yeah, it's amazing. He's still around, try and hunt the horses as, as much as I can. Um that must have been a great he, season when he was around. That was that
1: was that probably looking at your stats, probably season 21, 22, was it? He had 19 rides, eight winners.
9: Yeah, that was a yeah. Yeah, yeah god, that was a long time ago, actually, wasn't it? But um, but yeah, no, we we've, we've we had him and and he was a superstar and he got me a few outside rides and a few outside winners as well. So he yeah, he really did get me going. Um and then um yeah, we've had a bit of we've had a lot of luck since then i have to say in in the last few years we've been very lucky um during covid probably a bit unlucky with with rishanti prince who got injured at the end of his career a little bit and we just sort of missed the races with covid and everything like that and then since then i just yeah at one point post covid i thought i might give up and then we've been just incredibly lucky with with our family horses um and had a lot of fun to be honest well long way to continue
1: most enjoyable part that, what do you enjoy most about going up to Yorkshire, especially going up to Yorkshire? Um, no, I
9: love going home. Yorkshire is, is home for me, but I love I love seeing everyone in, in the weighing room on, on a Saturday and Sunday. Um, we've got a, a great group of of jockeys, um, Eastviews, Dawsons, Joe Wright, Jack, Teal. I just love it. Going riding out with Jack on a Saturday morning and then going in to ride on on a Sunday and then jumping on the train. It's it's um it keeps you young and it's, it's great fun. I bet you guys can't get word in edge with Will in the change room, can you? Uh, yeah, he. It was very quiet, uh, Anik, on Sunday because he wasn't there. But, he um, yeah. but no, we we can. Luckily, we can, <laughs> can just about keep control of him nowadays. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, uh, Christy, you,
0: uh, you clearly love the game, and um, all power to uh, Keep going for as many seasons as you can.
9: It's great to have you around, and um, yeah, thanks for coming on Points and Pointers. Brilliant. No, thanks very much. Uh, great to chat to you both. Have a good one. So, Sam. That brings this week's
0: episode to a close. There's no two episodes the same on this podcast, are there?
1: No, thousand voice notes there wasn't there. um But no, it's good to get around speaking to different people, um catching up with Christy. That was good. um I, Yeah, he, he slipped that in there when I beat him around Garth up, didn't he? he? Couldn't just. It was nice. I didn't want to set it myself, but he brought it up. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. You're right there, Sam.
1: Yeah. If right. Joe Hill listens to this, he'll love this part because he always takes a out at me about this. But there we go. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, but no it's good to catch up with him you know, it's great to see people like Christy in the sport isn't it um you know absolutely yeah horses, you know keep on the side and yeah hopefully you might get maybe lossy mouth in a few years time might wouldn't it be nice wouldn't yeah, it be nice open lovely <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so all that remains to be said is thank you to you our listeners for joining us again and thank you to our partners uh, the PPORA and Red Mills slash Ran Equine Supplements uh, with whom sam we'll be speaking to uh, i think either on the next episode or the episode after that about some uh, some equine nutrition which will be good fun we're gonna do that in my yard and it's not to be missed anyway sam that's enough lots of love i'll see you next time pal thank you very much good night you're listening to pointing pointers the point
5: to point podcast